Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Greetings to you all in the mighty, wonderful, sweet name of our Lord and our Savior Jesus Christ. And also it's my privilege to welcome each and every one of you for this morning worship service. We thank God for his provisions and for all the blessings and what God has been to us. And I also take this time to bring greetings to you on behalf of the leadership. We always remember you and we are praying for you. We always wish that God will take care of you in everything. Before we open our prayers, I read few words from Psalm 18. Psalm 18, 1 to 3. I will love you, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my strength in whom I will trust, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from my enemies. In this psalm, the psalmist says in the first two words how he is delighted and what he is delighted in. He is delighted in the Lord, in his strength. As he is his rock, his fortress, and his deliverer, his buckler, his horn of salvation, his eye tower. When we look and compare ourselves with the present situation, this is very much encouraging to each and every one of us. At the same time, in verse 3, he says, about declares about his defense. He called on the Lord and who is worthy to be praised and he is saved from his enemies. And we may not have a physical enemies, but whatever you think of in your life as a spiritual or whatever the way, but God is the one who saves us. The reason is he called on the Lord. He calls on the Lord. He said, I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from my enemies. So the promise is there. In the same way, the promise for this week is taken from Psalm 18 verse 30. The same Psalm 18 verse 30. He says that as for God, His way is perfect. The word of the Lord is proven. He is a shield to all who trust in Him. So in the first word we can paraphrase it like, God's way is perfect. 
the word of the lord is proven and he is shield to all who trust in him what do you understand from here there is god there is god who reveals himself and his name this god who rescues those who fear him secondly his way is perfect the meaning is the god never disappoints or deceives his servant nor forsakes them in the time of need but faithfully defends and maintains those whom he has once taken under his protection thirdly the word of the lord proves true what does it mean not only his way is perfect and his promises are utterly reliable god's promises will ultimately prove themselves to be true because god will always come through with what he says fourthly he is a shield for all those who take refuge in him those who trust in him so he protects those who fear him who look to him who run to his name god's word proves true his promises will never disappoint us so dear children of god this is the time we most of us trust in him and call on to his name really we are very much blessed we have much time to come to the lord's presence read his word meditate his word and know that how god's words are proven and also his promises are true and all the same time we will have peace when we look unto him please meditate this words in this week and also let us wait upon the lord for what god is going to speak to us through the servant of god today let's pray close our eyes wait upon the lord gracious heavenly father we praise you and we thank you for your presence where two or three gather together in thy name there you said i am there there i am yes lord indeed you are in our midst thank you lord in every situation and the circumstances you are always there with us who watches over us who hears us who answers us who encourages because in you we have everything yes dear father there is nothing we lack in our days in our life we thank you for it as the psalmist says and declares that you are his friend his rock his fortress his deliverer his buckler and his salvation and his eye tower yes lord he always look unto you we are your children we only trust in you 
not in anything or anything or anybody of this world you are our great help from where we are protected and we are all our needs are provided we thank you for your abundance of your grace your mercy and your love lord once again our hearts are filled with the love and the gratitude unto you accept our praises now lord we pray lord let your anointing be upon your servant as he is going to speak your word lord speak to us personally to have a heart encourage us edify us let your word convicts us corrects us father bless us to be a blessings to one another take care of the rest of the hours lord to wait upon you let your presence cover each and every one of us thank you for hearing us in jesus highly exalted name we offer this prayer amen let the god children say amen god bless you we give you glory lord as we worship you we give you glory lord as we worship you you are wonderful you are worthy o lord you are wonderful you are worthy o lord oh we give you glory lord as we worship you we give you glory lord as we worship you you are wonderful you are worthy o lord you are wonderful you are worthy o lord heavenly father we want to thank you we want to bless your holy name and glorify you because you are the god that is wonderful you are the god that is worthy of our praises thank you lord for what you have been doing in our life thank you father for what you have been doing in our midst thank you lord because your church progress forward we thank you we glorify your holy name thank you lord because another beautiful day in your presence god of all hope we call on you today we pray for your church in this time of uncertainty we pray lord that you continue to uphold us in the mighty name of jesus we pray for those who are living in fear at this fear of illness fear of loved ones even fear of what other people will think about them father we thank you we glorify you because you keep them safe and sound we pray for those who are worried about the current situation on ground Father we give you praise we adore you because you will deliver everyone thank you almighty god we pray lord that you are the mighty god that you will give us a sense of calmness and peace grant us your wisdom holy father we remember that you promised that nothing will separate us from your love this demonstrated to us through our jesus christ Father we thank you we bless your holy name Almighty God help us to turn our eyes hearts and mind to you at this time 
As we go into your word, Father, we pray that you will plant the seed of today's message in our heart in the mighty name of Jesus. As you have chosen me today to speak your word to, to your people, Father, I call upon you, take over. Take charge, take control. Let your Holy Spirit come down to this place and every home that are listening to me now. That, Lord, you will glorify your holy name. Thank you, Almighty God. Father, we pray that today's message shall be established firmly in every heart in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, because you are our God. For in Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord, brethren. How has it been going in your various homes? How have you been under this lockdown? I believe some of you are working. Some of some are not working. For those in Ruby side, for those in Amria side, we are with you. We are praying along with you. For those in Matra, we are all with you. We are praying along with you. We give God all the glory at this time. Brethren, the current COVID-19 pandemic really is causing chaos all over the places. And people are frightened. People are terrified. People are scared. People are afraid. Not even companies. Companies are, are nervous. They don't know what is going to happen. They are not sure of their businesses tomorrow. Leaders all over the world are not left out. They are all worried. Father, you are the one that can deliver your people. Brethren, I'm telling you right now that no matter how difficult the situation is, the Lord is on the throne. This current situation is the battle that everyone must stay safe, play safe and stay home when it requires. Stay where you are. If you don't have anything to do, importantly outside, brethren, remain where you are and I pray that God will deliver us in this chaotic and siege that we are currently going through in the mighty name of Jesus. But in all this situation, all this chaotic situation, which is causing siege, as you and myself cannot move around, do you know that God is in need? What am I trying to say here is that God is in the midst of every storm. And that brings me to today's topic. My topic for today is God is in the midst of of every chaotic and siege. God is in the midst of chaos and siege. That is the topic. God is in the midst of chaos and siege. If you look at the word of Psalmist, he says is that God is a very present help in time of trouble. You can touch Feel and experience your lost power and love during any time. At no any other time, you can see the love of God in your life. During this trial time, you will see the mercy of God. You will see the presence of God in your life. Among the multitude in the whole world, God can't you worthy. That is the love of God. 
God is the one that preserves. He's the one that protects. In Acts 27, when Paul was being transported to Rome for trial on that large ship, brethren, the ship was hit by a massive storm. All the passengers were confused. They all lost their peace. There was chaos and confusion. But Paul finally found his voice in verse 22. Act of Apostle 27 verse 22. And now I urge you to take heart, for there will be no loss of life among you, but only the sheep. That was the assurance that Paul gave to the co-passenger and co-prisoner in that ship. He urged them that there will be no loss of life because God is with him day and night. That same God message for, for you today is the same as it was for Paul. There will be no loss of life in the mighty name of Jesus. So God is always in the midst of every chaos and siege. Now let's talk about what is chaos. Chaos is a complete disorder and confusion. It is a state of absolute confusion. The whole world right now is currently in a chaotic con uh, situation. The whole world is in commotion. And the whole world is under siege. And what is siege? A siege is an embargo place on movement of goods, services, or even person that is in and out of the city. Embargo is placed. They cannot move. A siege is an order or restriction that do not allow the performance of normal day-to-day -day activities. Like as we are experiencing now. It can be restrained. You can be restrained. It can be a hindrance. You can be prohibited. There might be a stoppage or a restriction imposed on entire country, community, businesses, organization, or individual. So what am I saying? A siege is simply me is a barrier to progress. Currently, a siege is a lockdown. A siege is a lockdown as we are witness currently due to coronavirus. Currently, nearly all the city and nation of the world are on lockdown. Once there is a siege, there will be no, little or no movement at all. And this has consequences. It brings pain, it brings discomfort, it brings frustration, it causes poverty and suffering. It brings stagnation and limitation. It brings fear and intimidation. In Second Chronicle, chapter 15, verse 5, during the reign of King Asa, the Israelites found themselves in a situation that they cannot even move around, which is similar to what the world is experiencing today. I will read that Second Chronicle 15, verse 5. 
in New English Translation. It says, In those days, no one could travel safely, for total chaos has overtaken all the people of the surrounding land. In verse 7, As for you, but as for you, be strong. Don't get discouraged, for your work will be rewarded. That was the message to King Asa. Asa, the king of Judah, needs solution. So he gathered all people, include settler, and what happened in verse 10 or uh, in verse 12. Second Chronicles 15, verse 12. They solemnly agreed to seek the Lord God of their ancestor, with their whole heart and being. Brethren, at this time also, we need to solemnly agree, come before God, to seek his face, to seek his presence. Brethren, at your, as you listen to me in your various home, I want you to know that Satan has basic three method that he uses very effectively in our life, in people's life. Number one, he has come to steal. Number two, to kill. And number three, to destroy. I'm sure this is not strange to you, brethren, because that's what Jesus Christ told us in John 10.10. 10. He said, the thief does not come except to steal, that is number one, and to kill and to destroy. So we should never allow the trick of Satan this time to keep us away from the presence of God. This virus has been introduced to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But Jesus is on the throne. And he has promised us that nothing can happen to his church. Nothing. His church stands forever. But in this same John 10.10, 10, where Jesus Christ has said that the thief does not come to steal, he also mentioned I have come that they may have life and they may have it more abundantly. Therefore, brethren, know that God is in the midst of this chaotic situation and siege that we are. He is the true God that brings command, order and authority to every situation. Whatever situation that we find ourselves, God is always there to bring Command, order, and authority to every situation. Underline the every situation. This is one situation we are right now. Coronavirus, COVID-19. is part of the every situation. But God brings order out of chaotic and siege. Let me take you through a trip, through the Bible. Let's go through a trip. And see that God is God. He is in the midst of every situation. He is the, God, he is the one who can bring order. He is the one who can bring peace. 
and glory out of chaotic, confused, and hopeless situation. Brethren, do you realize that right from the creation, devil has been trying to bring disorderliness. He has been trying to bring siege and chaos to the life before creation. Even since creation, he has continued. When you look at the creation itself, the world itself was in disorder. It looked chaotic before it was created. Turn, to it, turn with me to Genesis chapter 1, verse 1 to 3. In the beginning, God created heaven and earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Then God said, Let there be light. And there was light. The chaos here is in verse 2. The earth was without form and void. This is disorderliness. It is a confused and disorganized situation. And there was no correct order. Everything is in disorder. And what happened? God showed up with his order. All he did was to command. In verse 3, let there be light. And there was light. When order is issued, when order is issued, brethren, when order is issued, brethren, the situation becomes normal. So God is already in that form, in that form before the creation. He was already there. He was just washing. He just order. Enough is enough. Let there be light. And there was light. And order is restored instantly. At this time of coronavirus, things appear disorder, but our hope is in him. He will show up to restore our hope. That's why Psalm 71 verse 14 say, But I will continually and will yet praise thee more and more. Psalm 71 verse 14. But I will hope continually and will yet praise thee more and more. As you listen to me in your home, I want you to realize that we serve the God of hope, not the God of defeat, not the God of delusion. Let's continue our trip through the Bible and see that God is God who brings order, peace, glory out of chaotic, confused, and every hopeless situation. Even though the devil has been trying to bring disorder and chaos to life since creation. In Exodus 14, when the Israelites left Egypt, the Red Sea created the chaotic and fearful situation. This was both real and frightening. Likewise, Brethren, this current pandemic is creating chaotic and fears all over the world. God needs to show up. At Red Sea, God showed up and the Red Sea parted. And he ordered 
he commanded Moses to use his rod and order was restored. The Israelites passed through the dry land. At this present situation, the Lord will lead us safely through this period of COVID-19 in the mighty name of Jesus. We shall cross to the other side in Jesus' name. All you need to do is to believe in what is written in Hebrews 12 verse 2. Look unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Praise the Lord, brethren. So what happened next? Shortly after the crossing of the Red Sea, you see, after the singing, the merriment, the enjoyment that followed, in chapter 15, it followed with another chaotic situation in that chapter 15. And the people quickly forgot what God has done for them. The people of Israel, again, they started complaining about God and his provision. They are not trusting him again. They want provision as the word provide for them. That is, as it was provided for them in Egypt. Turn with me to Exodus 15, verse 22. Let's look at what happened after the singing enjoying themselves, merriment, celebrating the victory they had over the Egyptians. Exodus 15, 22-24 So Moses brought Israel from the Red Sea. Then they went out into the wilderness of Shur. And they went three days in the wilderness and found no water. Now when they come now when they came to Mara they could not drink the water of Mara for they were bitter therefore the name of it was called Mara and the people complained against Moses saying what shall we drink I want you to realize here that it is not just what water one single water waters that's what the bible recorded there but let's see, they walked three days without water. How do they survive those three days? They are not remembering that. God has been with them. Like I said, this incident happened shortly after the Israelites crosses, crossed the Red Sea. And despite the fact that they all witnessed Pharaoh and his army perish in the Red Sea, they were still all get confused. And that caused disorder among them. They were complaining because the waters was bitter at Mara. But notice verse 24. And the people complained against Moses, saying, what shall we drink? Are you complaining today because you are indoor? There are a lot of people in places they are indoor, nothing to eat. Frustration brings them out. We need to focus on God. In the, in the situation of the Israel, uh, children of Israel, God showed up again. He showed Moses a tree that he was to cast into the water. And what happened? This brought instant 
others and peace. The water became sweet. And we move to Exodus 17. Israel was in a state of confusion again and disorder. Why? Because at Reb Hidim, again there was no water. Again, the people complained to Moses to give them water. That is in verse 3 of Exodus 17. In verse 4, Moses went straight to God and, and cried unto the Lord. And we were made to understand that in verse 5, And the Lord said to Moses, Go on before the people and take with you some of the elders of Israel. And also take in your hand your rod with which you struck the river and go. Now, God asked Moses to go along with the elders. Why? Because he wants them to witness again what he's going to do. So Moses was instructed to strike the rock and the water gushed out. But there's something I want you to un understand in that verse 5. And the Lord said, this is what I want you to understand, because every time the Lord speaks, he brings order out of chaos. That is our God for you. That is our Lord for you. In Joshua 7, the story there comes right after their victory again at Jericho. Again, Israel was in a state of chaos when they suffered defeat at Ai. And in order to restore order, God revealed the sin that was in the camp. Somebody has stolen something. God revealed that this person has committed this offense. And that sin was dealt with. And Israel began to experience peace and order once again. What am I trying to emphasize here? In the life of Israel, that time, sin brought the chaotic situation in their life. Sin will always bring about chaos in one's life. The only way to have order is to ask God to forgive us. We need to ask him for forgiveness. Most of the time, it was devil that brought the chaotic situation. It is not always the circumstances or the devil that causes, causes this chaos also. Sometimes the chaos in our life is caused by the sin that is in our life. That is why once the sin is revealed, we need to ask for the forgiveness of God. We need to ask God to reveal to us. So that we'll be able to understand what is causing that situation. What caused that chaos all over our life. Let's move on with the Bible story. Brethren, during the time of the judges, Israel experienced a lot of chaos as well. In Judges 3, we were meant to understand that Israel did evil before the Lord. And they were sold into slavery for eight years. But God used one man, Othaniel, to bring peace to them. So during this time of the judges, 
Israel, like I said, experienced a lot of chaos. Apart from Mortania, God used Ehud and Deborah and many others to bring peace and others once again into the life of Israelite. So, during the time of Judges, God used individual to bring order to Israel. Maybe this time God is going to use you. That is, those of you that are listening to me right now, to restore order into the present situation, to restore order into what is happening all over the world. Right now, the entire world is in a chaotic situation. God can use you to bring peace. He can bring you to bring peace to the entire world. You might be the Esther of our time. You are thinking how? Yes, you may not be the scientist or the medical doctor or health worker at this time or essential workers. But you that are listening to me right now might be the prayer warrior, warriors among the prayer warriors that will bring peace. The prayer warrior that will stand in the gap. God is listening. He's ready to listen to your prayer and my prayer. You might be the one that God is going to use. Let's move on. We move to the kings. Throughout the lifetime of the king, God used prophet as well as king to bring order and peace to chaotic situation. One of them is what I said regarding King Asa earlier on. When he gathers his people, when they were in chaotic situation, he gathered them together, they seek the face of the Lord and God restored peace to them. In 2 King 4, the Shunammite son which God gave died and all of a sudden the woman found herself in a chaotic situation, in a confused situation and disordered situation. But she went straight to Elisha, the man of God. And through the power of God, Elisha raised the boy back to life. Order was again restored. The chaotic situation again was brought to normal. No matter what we are passing through right now, during this coronavirus virus, no matter how bad the situation is, or how chaotic it is, let us continue to ask God for intervention. He will manifest restoration power to bring order out of this situation. In 2 Kings 6, there was a story of Boros' axe, and the axe head fell into the water from the hand of a son of the prophet. Again, there was confusion. In verse 5, he was confused, and he, he said something in verse 5. I've just read the last part of it. He shouted, Oh, my master, it was borrowed. What confusion is this? He was confused. 
And with this confusion, prophet Elisha threw a stick into the water and the ass head floated. The science could not work in this case. The power of God brought order and peace. The power of God restored peace to the heart of that uh, son that he fell forth from his hand. In 2 King 18, 19, that is chapter 18, chapter 19, Jerusalem was under siege. They were in a state of chaos and confusion, and everything looked disordered. King Hezekiah took his case to the Lord, and the Lord delivered them out of this chaotic situation. In 2 Kings 6, 9, 2 Kings 19, verse 6, Thus say the Lord. Notice that again. Thus say the Lord. And every time God says, order is restored. So, in this 18 and 19, Israel was faced, like I said, with so many things that want to destroy them. But the king intervened. God also used individual. Sometimes back, Israel was faced with total destruction. They were faced with the possibility of being completely eradicated on the surface of the earth. What a chaotic situation. But God had a person for such a time who could, have, who could help restore peace and order. And who is this? He had Esther. He had Esther. Esther was able to restore the peace of Israelite. He restored their happiness. The battle that rise up against them fall on the same person that started the battle. Our God is God of order. In New Testament, let's move to the New Testament now. The world was won again in a state of confusion and disorder. And God, in the fullness time, sent his son into this chaotic world to bring peace and order once again. In Galatians 4, verse 4, Galatians 4, verse 4, I read, But when the fullness of time has come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the Lord. Just to come and restore peace. Just to come and restore order. Just to come and bring everyone in chaotic situation. To bring them out of it. To bring everyone that is undergoing storm. And above all, to pay for our sins. To pay for our sins. Praise the Lord, brethren. In Matthew 8... There was a leper who was in a chaotic situation. In verse 2, the leper approached and bowed down for Jesus and said to him, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. And Jesus told him, he was willing for him to be cleansed. And immediately he was cleansed. Look at what Jesus did in verse 3. Then Jesus put out his hand and touched, it, and touched him, saying, I am willing to be cleansed. 
immediately his leprosy cleansed. That is order of God. The man was in a bad situation. God ordered. Jesus ordered and peace was restored. In the same chapter, we found Peter's mother-in-law sick with fever. Again, that brought confusion and chaos. Let's look at verse 14 of that Matthew 8. Now, when Jesus has come into Peter's house, he saw his wife's mother lying sick with fever. Verse 15. So, he touched her. He touched her hand, and the fever, fever left her. And she arose and served them. Order was restored. Everything that had been disturbing the woman was removed. And order was restored in her life. We also find in the same chapter that they got into a boat. That is Jesus and his disciple. disciples. The wind and the wave almost capsized the boat. Jesus rebuked the wind and the sea and it calmed down instantly. He brought calmness and peace and order to that chaotic situation. In Mark chapter 8, the disciples found themselves in a state of confusion. After multitude have listened to them, after Jesus has preached to multitude, now they want to send them away. The disciples were confused. They don't know what to do. And they begin to complain. And they said, What will we do? We can't feed them. But Jesus was there. And he had answer to their question. He performed a miracle and over 5,000 people were fed. That is to show you that God is in the midst of every chaotic situation. During the time that we are studying the book of Acts, we study in the Acts of Apostles, chapter 6. We found out that the early church, they, they faced with some chaotic situation. They were faced with chaotic situation. They don't know what to do. They were confused because people were complaining. Why? Because the, the widow had been neglected. And what happened? The Holy Spirit gave the disciple the wisdom that is required to handle that situation. And it pleased everyone. And the word of God spread. And the disciples multiply. God is in the midst of every situation. The situation we are now, God is in it. Currently, the whole world is in the state of chaos. We should not give up. We should never give up. God made us in taking care of chaotic situations. That is our God for you. He brings peace and order where confusion and disorder reign. And that is why the psalmist in Psalm 46 is reminding us that we should not be fear. We should not entertain any fear. 
Because God is God. God is on the throne. At this period of coronavirus, maybe nearly everyone is affected. I'm not saying you are affected with the coronavirus. Indirectly, nearly everyone is affected. You cannot go out. You cannot move as you want because of this pandemic. You are restricted. You are under lockdown. People are losing jobs. And this is creating fear and worry among people. But Psalm 46 has an answer for you. We should never worry or fear. The Psalm 46 gave us powerful verses that bring us, I mean, that will help us to keep our heads straight and keep moving at this time of this coronavirus. At this time that troubles, troubles surround us. Brethren, as I round up, let us examine what the psalmist tells us. Because God is in the midst of every storm. I'm not going to follow this psalm serially. I just picked some verses and made my point then close. This time around, brethren, I want to let you know that you should not panic. You should not worry. Whatever is disturbing you, whatever gives you worry, whatever makes you to be afraid, I want you to slow down. That is why I love verse 10 of that Psalm 46. You see, David was bragging on God for right from verse 1 to, to 9. He was bragging about the power of God. And then God take over. And he say this eight powerful word. He said this eight powerful word. Be still and know that I am God. I know with current pandemic, it is hard to be still because we are afraid and worried. People are not sure what will happen to their job, what will happen to their business, their businesses, what will happen as they go out, as they go to mall to buy grocery. They are worried. Then, brethren, the psalmist say, be still. Be still before God. Be still and know that He is God. You need to slow down. And when you slow down, you need to stay calm. You have to stay calm. In verse 2, David describes some chaotic situation. An earthquake. An earthquake is a chaotic and disordered situation. The earth is giving way and mountains are falling into the sea. He described in verse 3, roaring waters, quaking mountains. This sound that the creation is going to be chaotic. All of this bring unsettledness to the soul. But look at verse 2. 
the writer know God is with them, whether in natural conflict or man-made conflict. Whether COVID-19 is natural or man-made, God is with them. So that is why the, the, the psalmist is know that no matter be the situation, God is with them. And because of that, they proclaim in verse 2, Therefore, we will not fear. No matter what happened in our life, no matter how small or out of control we feel, we can remember that God is with us. And just like in the book of uh, Romans 8.31, if God is for us, who can be against us? So, is it coronavirus that will make you to panic? Brethren, don't panic. In the midst of storm, often our tendency is to panic. Anxiety is a form of fear. Panic threatens our faith. And so, what can we do? We can lean on God. We can lean on God. We can entrust our care to Him. We can trust Him no matter what. That's why the young shepherd boy, David, that's what he did. When he faced down with Goliath, he knew that the, 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 the Goliath is coming to intimidate him and the whole of Israel. He knew that his nation faced a big problem. And he knew he was no match to that giant. But God delivered him. Because he believed his God was bigger than his problem. In the first verse of Psalm 46, it says, God is our refuge and strength, and never present help in trouble. What am I saying here, Brenda? God is bigger than your problem. God is stronger than whatever threatens you. God is your safe place. In the middle of every storm, in the middle of every chaos, God wants to move in very close to you. He is saying, don't worry about the storm. Don't worry about the COVID-19, coronavirus. Don't worry about the chaos or siege. All you need to do, cast your care on him. Why? Because he cares. He cares. I will read this scripture, then we close. First Peter chapter 5, verses 2 8. It reads, Humble yourself, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that all the proper time he may exhort you, casting all your anxiety on him, because what? He care. So, brethren, I'm telling you today that you should cast all your worried, all your apprehension, all your disturbance upon him at this time of coronavirus, at this time of lockdown, at this time of stay at home. God is going to honor himself. He cares for you. He is always on the throne. He is the only one that can sort it out for us. He is the one he sees the end 
from the beginning. Whenever Jesus Christ crossed to the other side, he restored order. And I'm telling you, you are going to cross to the other side of this coronavirus. And you will experience the peace of God. And God Almighty will continue to be with you. Brethren, as you stay at home, even though we are unable to gather together to worship in His presence, that is not freedom for you not to remember to pray. That is not the freedom for you not to remember that you have online home cell, online program of the church. This is the time that we need to get closer to God because the chaotic situation means that God wants to be closer to us at this time. And I pray that whatever that is troubling you, that God Almighty will come against them all in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Almighty God, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord, brethren. That is today's message. As I now close with prayer. So let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for today's message. We thank you for the people that you have used to put this together. We thank you for everyone that is involved. We thank you to everyone that is listening to me right now with their family. We bless your holy name. We appreciate you, Lord, for the leadership of Bread of Life. Thank you for your Holy Spirit that is showing them the light. Thank you for our technical team. Thank you for every brethren, the women ministry, the children class, the leaders, home cell leaders, associate leader, everyone, the congregation, the brother, the sister, the entire brethren. We thank you for what you are doing in their life. Thank you, almighty God. Father, we rest our soul before you now. In the quietness of this moment, help us to give you every anxiety currently this current pandemic may have been causing for us. Help us to trust you, Lord, to trust you that you are in the midst of every trouble that comes our way. Even though this current situation is beyond our control, but you remember that you are in the midst of every situation. We remember that you are there. You can calm our soul. You can deliver us as we trust in you. The whole world needs you, Father. So we ask for your help this time, Lord. We ask you this in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Almighty God. When we meet next week, Father, we pray again that testimony we follow in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Almighty God. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen. Let us share the grace together in fellowship. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our life, and we shall dwell in the presence of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. God bless you and have a wonderful week. Bye.